0: What kind of high level description would you give a uh, local versus universal dichotomy?
1: Uh it may have been the first lady Eleanor Roosevelt who said great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, small minds discuss people. <laughs> now I uh it's a terrible thing to say. It's a horrible sentiment. I don't believe in that at all. And I think it's a practically racism, Um not quite racist, it's prejudice. It's, it's prejudice once you actually realize how people work, because because intelligence has nothing to do with interest, um, and some people are just more interested in people. Some people are more interested in things, and some people are more interested in concepts, ideas, and models, um, and that has nothing to do with intelligence. But people generally associate intelligence with what we call um, universal Um, so Eleanor Roosevelt, you know, supposedly said that thing about ideas, events, and people. So of these three things, ideas would be the most universal, um, and events and people would be pretty local. Um, but really at a high level, what universal means is if something is universal, it can be applied to more things and it's less useful. (laughs) If something is local, it can be applied to less things, but it's more useful. So, um, let's think of an example How would you here.
0: define useful in this context? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it's more applicable. Okay. It has higher utility when you act as if it is true. Here's a really great example. Um, men are taller than women. Now, that's a very universal claim because it applies, you're applying that claim to all roughly, you know, three and a half billion men and all roughly three and a half billion women. It's a very broad, wide claim that is extremely widely applicable. Um, so its application is extremely large, that claim, that truth. Um, but its usefulness or level of truth uh, on individual circumstances is a, uh, not as good so there's plenty of women who are taller than plenty of men so in an individual circumstance if susan is 5'10 and john is 5'8 the statement men are taller than women is not true it's generally true because it's true on average Um, so it's a universal statement that is highly it's highly useful on averages it's very applicable to many different um cases but uh, it's not uh as useful in individual circumstances okay, 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 so then so that's the universal claim right right, and now the local claim would be something like Sally is taller than John now, what can I use that information for? almost nothing. I know that Sally is taller than John, and it's one hundred percent true and extremely applicable to those situations um but I can't really infer anything else from it. It's hyper-specific truth that is highly useful in a very particular circumstance, but not others at all. It has no use outside of that circumstance. So in the first uh, example, that was universal truth. It's highly applicable, very useful across broad swaths of the population. Um, But as you go into more micro situations, uh, it can definitely be like, False, or it's not false, but it's not as useful in those particular
0: circumstances. Another example would be the claim that uh, Toyotas have trouble with their power windows. That's a broad statement that could apply to a lot of cars. But if your Toyota doesn't have problems with its power windows, then that statement is completely useless to you. But it could be useful in a broader level to, say, a car component's manufacturer. Universal statements are useful, but like you said, they're useful on the grand scale. They're not necessarily always useful on the individual scale.
1: And another thing I'd like to add is just general things like models and ideas. We call them universal because they are applicable across a lot of different things but they're not anywhere close to perfect um so generally if if a truth applies to lots of different things it's going to be less accurate but it's also but it's nice to use because oh i can use this truth across many different things this is a useful nugget everywhere but there's a lot of caveats involved or you can have a truth that's very uh, specific to one situation it's way more reliable per situation that it applies to but it only applies to one situation instead of a billion so just saying the same thing over again pretty much
0: i um i actually i got into a bit of a discussion with uh a friend of mine who's an sfp just the other day um i won't go into the details of it because it's kind of it's off topic but it was interesting we basically the discussion was are farms good or bad for water quality And his stance was, no, it's the cities that are doing it. And my stance was, the cities are doing it too, but so are the farms. But every time I try to give an example, I wasn't being very good at giving a local example. And I'd give generic statements that he could disprove or he could refute by giving a local example of how that wasn't the case. So I'd say something along the lines of, uh, cattle farms produce a lot of manure that goes into the water. And then he could say something like, well, my uncle owns a cattle farm and they're very clean and they don't get any manure in their water. So it, it, a situation like that, I think, demonstrates the the difficulty of the universal local divide because in my mind, that's a terrible, that's a terrible point. Like okay, one farm—that's great. Yeah. But in his mind, my point is yeah, he, a terrible point because he's seen direct evidence otherwise.
1: Yeah. So at, at this point, I think we should have a disclaimer because I'm going to start being really uh, biased. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me not to be. Um, the disclaimer that me and Universal, me, me and Alex are both very universal, right? Alex? Yes. Yes. Um, and I would go so far as to say for myself, I am universal to the extent that i am practically mentally disabled um it's it's really bad (laughs) like really bad for me um people don't even i can't even communicate properly and and when i hear this kind of argument argument that you're talking about with your friends i'm just thinking oh my god obviously like you're saying farms are good for water or farm what farms are better for water. basically farms aren't
0: bad for water quality
1: farms aren't bad for water quality and he says that's not true. I know a farm that's bad for water quality. Like that's insane. <laughs> that's not that has no, Those two things have nothing to do with each other. Uh, no, he's saying like, he's saying like I literally have had this that
0: his the farm he knows of isn't bad for water quality. So that based on that, farms aren't bad for water quality.
1: So you're disagreeing with him, right? Yes,
0: because I'm saying farms are
1: bad for water quality. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I got your guys' opinion switched up. It doesn't really matter. Um, so, like, I've like, I, I've literally had these same kinds of conversations with people, and it's just like, I can't even speak because I'm dumbfounded at how dumb they, how dumb the argument appears to be. For instance, um, like, all this is an example, but just going back, I'll be like, men are taller than women on average, and they'll be like, Nah, Sally's taller than John, and I'll be like, w- w- I what? I don't, I don't even know, like. There's no room for us here to like have a conversation anymore because what you just said is insane. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, so now you're starting. Hopefully, the the audience gets to understand what it's like as a universal person and what it's like as a local person. Local people will generally probably like think, "Oh, this guy's so impractical. He's got his head in the clouds. Uh, he's not speaking about real life. That kind of thing, right? That's kind of how they feel when they're talking to you, right? Person, right. Like his
0: his his okay. basically his point of view. And going back to this discussion, I was having was how could I be saying that farms are bad for water when it's very obvious that most of the problem is from the cities? And, like, mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily disagree with him on sittings being bad, but the, you know, the, that was basically the crux there. I, at the end of the day, I think it was a issue with communication. Mm-hmm. So going back to your example with um with Sally being taller than John, I think... I think the problem comes more in the way a universal would make the statement of men are taller than women. I think one way I've been able to get around personally, I've been able to get around these kind of communication mistakes is saying basically the way you said it in that men on average are taller than women or more men are above a certain height than women. Basically adding these qualifiers that let the other person know that you're speaking about you're speaking in very general terms. Because I think Mm -hmm. without those qualifiers, it's easy for a local person to be like, that might be true sometimes, but it's definitely not true right now. So hello, you know,
1: like, yeah. And I think those terms general and average are those are terms generally associated with universal things because it implies that there are multiple units or nodes or whatever, multiple widgets. And then you're making an abstraction or you're making like a, you know. An average of them, so to bash my universalness a little bit, to be fair, um, as an example, uh let's say, I am working on a car with a local person, you know the local person's gonna be better at me with the car I'm just trying to she's just helping me with my car, and I'm kind of like I'm a little curious about like you know how, how whatever we're working on the car, how it actually works. Um and so I'll be asking universal questions. So like, let's say we're working on the actual engine, and I'm like, uh, oh, internal combustion engines, how do they work? Uh, and I'll be like, so, engines can have like, four cylinders, or eight cylinders, or even twelve cylinders? And he'll be like, your car only has four cylinders, Colby. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe that's a bad example. Maybe I'm bashing a local person again. Anyways, this is where my mind goes. As, as soon as I'm learning something, even if it's completely local circumstance. So, like, they're saying, oh, uh, when you were fixing your car, when you're climbing this rock wall, Colby, you should have put your hand here instead. And I immediately start thinking about the principles behind that. Immediately. I go, oh, why is that? Mm-hmm. And when you say why, you're going up that chain. When you say why, you're going up. Mm-hmm. And when you go up, when you're, you're chunking up, you're getting to a more broad area. Why always leads to more universal. And so whenever some, someone says something to me, even if it's hyper specific, coldly when you're rock climbing, you should have put your right hand on that, that, uh, that piece instead of the other piece. And I think, why? And I say, back to the person who's training me or whatever, I think, oh, because I had my weight placed too far to the left and I needed to move my right hand. Mm-hmm. And so it's better to keep, like, your center of gravity, like, closer to your hands on a, on this axis or whatever. And they're like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Colby. I just told you to put your hand on that rock because it would have worked better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Like it doesn't matter. Like that's what you should have done. Stop. Why are you? You're in the middle of climbing a rock wall. Why are you trying to? You're trying to like extrapolate into the future and figure out what the principles are here.
0: Right. Right. And and it's not that it's not that a local person would dissuade you from doing that, but uh, I could definitely see them saying, "Worry about this later. This is not the moment."
1: yeah and they might be they might be impatient they might you know be upset even at that a little bit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. some of them not certainly not all yeah
0: and i was that leads to what i was going to say that this is the most extreme example of local i think um as we've talked about in previous episodes every person has local functions and universal functions which we'll get into more in a minute but that means that Every local person is capable of being universal and every universal person, except for maybe Colby sometimes, is capable of being local. So if you're sitting at home and you're thinking, I ask why all the time, so I must be universal. That may be the case, but that also may not be the case. And we'll be looking Mm -hmm. into
1: why that's so in a little bit. Okay. Can I just, I'm sorry. I know that we've spent so much time on this. I just want to say one quick thing. Uh why always has an answer that is more universal than the subject? How always has an answer that is more local than the subject?
0: That's good. I like that.
1: I think, right? Yeah, I think that's true.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because how how always chunks down?
1: Yeah, and why goes up? Mm-hmm.
0: Question. Why do you think your universalness is to the point that you're disabled? Could you clarify what you mean by disabled in this context?
1: <laughs> sure, um, because in my assessment, the world needs roughly a thousand more local people than it does universal. For every universal, very universal person, there should probably be a thousand very local people. Um, and the reason for this is self-evident. Universal principles and truth, which I think about a lot, are highly applicable to a broad broad swath of units, nodes, whatever, uh, but they are not individually highly useful or, uh, beneficial. So I'm good at coming up with principles that are good for local people to be like, Oh, okay. Let's look at this principle Colby invented this principle and this applies to like a million different things fairly well. Oh, and that kind of helped me figure out this thing. Now I'm going to discard this principle and work on this local thing. Like reality is local. Like reality is local and universal things are just made up to make life easier. Um, and basically there's more local things than there are universal things. Yeah. Like local things yeah. are bigger. No,
0: it's true. It, almost, almost everything you do on a day-to-day basis is dependent on local on being able to do something on a local level in some way or another. So if you're a person who is very, very universal, you may struggle more in doing the day-to-day things than your average individual.
1: Exactly. And so basically I'm more universal than reality would find useful. Um, So I should probably be in a field like philosophy or, Uh, you know, economics or something like that. Of course, you don't need a bunch of philosophers or uh, economists. Um, We have we could probably use some more. That'd be great, but we don't need as many of those as we do of other (laughs) Uh people.
0: (laughs) Can you think of a concrete example of how we've mentioned a little bit in like communication issues with? local people but can you think of an example that isn't necessarily interpersonal that could be an issue for for someone who's very universal
1: i mean i'm not good i have a poor memory and i i attribute that specifically to being overly universal memory is about physical things mostly you taught me this term episodic memory and i was like oh my episodic memory isn't that great and it's probably because i remember universal things okay but I just don't pay attention to what's going on around me because that's, those are local things. I guess that's a that's a problem and it's not a non-communication problem. I'm not good with knots. <laughs> I'm not good at tying ropes. Uh, I attribute that to not being local, too. I guess. What are maybe
0: maybe something that your wife is very good at, but you're not, and it's because you're you're universal.
1: I'm sure there's a lot of those things. Kinsey, what's something you're better at me than because you're local and I'm extremely universal? Remembering how things look, she says, um, "That's true. I can drive by a building for 30 years and never know that building is there ever." <laughs> okay. I would never, ever like I just don't know this, those things. Yeah. And I attribute that to local. Okay. What about you? What do you, what do you think? I mean, you're pretty universal. Do you, Can you think of anything that you're bad at because you're universal and not a communication issue?
0: Yeah. Well, I think I, I think I'm more local than you. I, I do think at least I can turn it on more easily than you, mm-hmm. but I do feel like everything I do that's local, I'm bad at, or at mm-hmm. least less good at than
1: uh, an SFP would be. Um, how are you at sports and like movement? Like, how do you, how well do you pick up physical activities compared to other people? That's
0: probably my biggest, that's probably my biggest caveat in life is anything that has to do with physical orientation. Um, I'm bad at physical puzzles, I'm bad at any sport at all, ever. Anything hand eye coordination related, I'm really bad at. Um, Remembering steps that are required to perform an action. Or even even something I've done for years and years and years. I might forget how to do it. So like getting coffee in the morning, getting coffee out of our coffee machine. I've done it for years and years, but occasionally I will do a step in the wrong order and have to throw out the whole bunch of coffee again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like that reminds me you said you mentioned steps. Um, so, I think there's a difference in the way that we learn and remember and do things, too. And I think this is, you know, this is my bias coming in. I think it's better the way I do things. So, I have a bad memory in general. I just have a bad memory. Um, it's hard for me to remember steps, like you were saying. So, instead what I do, instead of remembering – uh so, so I'm a – so, well, I guess I should mention that's a bad example. Um, so, there's two ways to be decent at something, at a domain. You can remember and memorize all these advanced concepts that have high utility and use those concepts. Um, but then if something a little off happens as reality tends to cause happen, uh that high that advanced concept that you memorize is all of a sudden not exactly useful in a situation because the situation's a little different than what your textbook said. And so it doesn't actually quite uh, solve your problem, that advanced concept you remembered. If instead you just remember the universal concepts, just the very basic first principles concepts upon which the entire field is uh, generated and built upon, then you never need to memorize anything because you can always rebuild everything in your head. If you understand, pat down the actual basic principles Of the field that you're working in that's all you need you don't ever have to memorize anything because you can always rebuild everything you can um what's the word yeah you can rebuild everything in your own head okay
0: okay yeah and i can think of i can think of you know there's ups and there's downs to that method um if you just remember every step for an individual task, you will be more efficient at that task because you know every step that needs to be made. If you are taking a concept and trying to use that concept to develop the steps you know on the fly, you are less likely to have the most efficient uh, route of action the first time around um, until you eventually just remember the steps and you add steps as you go. But if you already have all the steps in mind... It makes things quick. You know, you can just do step one, step two, step yeah. three, step four, step five. So in that sense, local is probably... Local is more efficient in what it does, but it's less transferable. Universal is mm-hmm. much more transferable, but it's going to be less efficient at every action it actually takes.
1: Yeah. I think in the example that I described, that your solutions might be more reliable, but they might take much longer much longer period of time so depending on the field you know you, you very well might just want to choose a local solution you just memorize things
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's and why fields, really that's why any well-balanced person would need to have both universal and local skills anyone who tries to just depend on one or the other will not get very far in life because Otherwise, you're either you're stuck following steps for your entire life or you're stuck never looking at your checklist ever and just trying to figure it out as you go. And both of those aren't good choices in every situation.
1: We have uh, talked about this first bullet point for way too long, probably. <laughs> Would you? So I think the next thing we're going to talk about was how local and universal relate to MBTI. Are we ready for that? I,
0: I feel like anyone who knows MBTI probably has already figured out through all this um, but we'll just state it anyways universal relates to the n functions so ne and i and local relates to the s functions so se and si um, they're basically the same uh, S mbti has tends to have or at least MBTI tests I've noticed tend to end with people testing as N a lot more often than what we believe uh, there are actually universal people. But other than that, just like the basic descriptions, they're not too far off in definitions, universal and intuition and local and sensing. Um, obviously we had issue with the nomenclature that's why we renamed them to universal and local how would you define the word intuition colby so unrelated to mbti
1: oh unrelated to mbti i would say intuition is believing something or feeling something without knowing why or having good justification for it that's my dictionary definition i guess yeah
0: right and we feel that doesn't describe the set of traits that that we're looking at
1: here I completely ignore it. I just think, yeah.
0: Yeah. Universal, we feel, is much more fitting here because, you know, universal shows a wide range. And that's what we believe it's describing here. Wide range, high malleability. Uh, And the same thing with sensing. Sensing, at least for me, like sensing what? Your physical touch, sight, smell, sound. And while local might, being local might help you in these domains. I, at least I feel that doesn't describe what local is, at least not fully.
1: I think there's better words than sensing, but I think sensing is better for local than intuiting is better than is for universal. Mm -hmm. Sensing kind of makes sense a little bit because senses are physical and most of the time local people will be better at sensing things, (laughs) but it's not great. No, it's not great. Mm -hmm. Especially
0: anyone with, with SI, uh, I feel like SI doesn't fit e. sensing. SE, no, I can see, uh-uh. I can see an argument for SE f- falling under a any kind of category you wanted to call sensing, but uh, SI just seems too yeah too
1: far off. Okay, so physical appearance, local versus universal. As we talked about, the entire point of physiotype is that. You can infer people's functions and their type from the way they look, specifically facial features, right? Um, I don't really think – I think there might be some disagreement between me and Alex here, and I don't have strong opinions about it, but I'm just going to say uh what I found, and hopefully you can follow up, Alex. Uh, I don't really think you can directly infer universal from the way a person looks. So basically, here are the universal types. Um, NTPs, NTJs, NFJs, and NSPs. So you can infer those four types. Is that four? You can infer those four types via other things. So via um F E and F I, those have definite physical appearances. Um E and, and meta and, I, and Mesa,
0: which we'll get into in a different episode.
1: Yeah. So b- because FE and FI look a certain way and NE and NI look a certain way, that's all you need to type someone is NFJ, and NF- NPJ, and whatever the other one was. Um, <laughs> so basically, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, so basically, you have to type them via, you know, FE and FI and NE and NI. And then once you do that, you know, oh, they're universal or a local. Um, and that's physically how I would type someone who's universal or local. Of course... You can do it by personality as well, but the physical appearance—I don't know that there's any direct thing that I can see um, to show me that someone's local or universal. What do you think, Alex? Um,
0: to be honest, I'm still on the fence here. I, I, there are things that I used to think related to universal versus local, but like for example, I think we've discussed before that like. The uh, how shiny a person's eyes are, which we've we've tried to figure out the physical reasons why someone's eyes might appear more shiny versus someone else's, but at the end of the day, we ended up not talking about it much anymore because we realized universal people might have shiny eyes sometimes, but there's also plenty of local people that we've come across that are also also have that same attribute, so we've had to
1: throw it out to the side. Um yeah and think of like a super like my brother a super n i um n f j extremely heavy nfj his eyes are not well they're i guess they are shiny, but they're not like bright mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're dark and shiny
0: i don't know anyways,
1: as you can see we don't know what we're talking about no kidding. i don't know what i'm talking about alex knows
0: no i i i think of all of all the dichotomies, I think this has probably been the hardest one for us to find any definitive physical attributes for. If there is anything... But maybe it, we don't need to. Yeah, it was, we haven't needed to until now. Because, like you said, any uh, and SI, which, if you guys remember, a person who has any will also have SI and vice versa. Uh, they have certain physical attributes. And someone who is SE and NI have different physical attributes that we can get into at another time but knowing that and then knowing prone versus a pine those are the only the only two uh sets of physical attributes that we've you really ever need to know to be able to type someone so we've gotten away this far with not having to look too deeply into this
1: okay so famous examples of universal and local people so a uh, famous universal example is Jim Carrey, right? He's an NTP, isn't he? So if you look at Jim Carrey recently, he's gotten like really into meditation and spirituality. Um, I guess those aren't very universal things, actually. They can be quite local as well. So never mind. Anyways, he's a universal guy. Abraham Lincoln was a universal. Yeah, yeah. NTP as well. Christian Bale, universal. Christian Bale,
0: NTJ. Yeah, good. This category isn't as useful as it was in the last episode just because we didn't give any physical attributes to look at. But yeah.
1: Um uh, some locals would be Well NFJs are NFJs are universal too, so like, you know, we've got so many NFJ actors. Yeah.
0: Um Ben Affleck. He's NFJ, if I remember correctly. What about locals? Donald Trump, STP?
1: Lead Singer from System of a Down, S T P.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Whatever his name is. Serge Tankin, yeah um
0: jennifer lawrence sfp elon musk isn't he stj i think he's stj
1: yeah he's an stj yeah now that's an interesting one huh
0: that's an example of someone whose type is local but they they them they're very universal
1: as well yeah i think they think fairly universally
0: yeah just another example of how this isn't this isn't as uh clear-cut diagnostic as, as diagnostic as as we might make it sound sometimes.
1: Yeah. No. Honestly, I, I think the behavioral differences that you see from in or from local versus universal are um, not as clear as any of the other dichotomies that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. It's more about like mindset, how you learn, how you think, um, what you enjoy doing, kind of how you communicate.
0: The examples we've given have been pretty extreme examples too of like of local versus universal communication. I think most. Most people will not behave in those extreme fashions that we've demonstrated. But, you know, it's easier to see in the extreme examples. It's easier to see the universal in someone who's very universal. And to see the local in someone who's very local.
1: Even if uh, our listeners don't buy into physiotype, um, I'm betting it should be fairly obvious that the local universal dichotomy is an extremely... Useful dichotomy in psychology and in just the study of things in general. This thing is more local. This thing is more universal. Like these are terms that should be used every day. And there are some like esoteric words and fields that kind of you know use your universal and local uh, language. Um, But these really should be terms that are used in the common vernacular, and they're not. And we really should be on a day-to-day basis talking about things. Oh, this is a more universal thing. This is more local. Um, we just don't talk about this for some reason. um, so these are definitely extremely useful concepts, even if you don't buy into physiotype.
0: I think a part of the reason why they're maybe not talked about it as much is because people are gonna be less interested in giving a name to the things that they're not interested in than otherwise, like I could see myself if I didn't already know about physiotype or MBTI or any of this stuff, i would I could see myself just defining things as boring or not boring like you know and just leaving it at that and that's not good for communication but if you're not aware of the fact that there's a communication that needs to be had then
1: one thing i want to bring up we didn't have this in the bullet points but i guess this is a fine time is um lots of the time uh we view universal people as more intelligent um i don't think that there's a correlation between iq and universal local, maybe there is one way or the other, I don't know, but, uh, we don't have any strong evidence to support that. Um, and I think it's not great to uh, suggest that either. Mm-hmm. Um, so generally just in life, even if people don't know about local universal, they will tend to think of universal people as more intelligent. Um, here's the thing though. Uh, a dumb, very universal person is the most useless person on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like a dumb local person can get stuff done. It doesn't matter if they're dumb. We've built this amazing society where i q hardly matters like it doesn't even matter like as long as you're hard working and ethical then you're you're gonna do okay um so if you're a dumb local person oh that's that's fine who cares um but being a dumb universal person that's that's really bad uh because they're useless okay like <laughs> I think if a local if a local person
0: is wrong about something it is more easily correctable by those around them. It's more easy to see what's wrong and for it to be fixed, whether it be by someone else or just by the trial and error of it. Because you do something local, either it works or it doesn't. Something that's universal, you can be wrong about it and be very wrong, but because universal concepts don't see the light of day in the same way that local concepts do you know there's not a there's not a direct action that is usually that you're usually able to take without do you know what i'm trying to say here
1: i know exactly what you're trying to say may i yeah so i think universal truths aren't actually truths they should be measured so universal claims should be measured by their utility And they can only be measured by the utility because they're just inherently false because life isn't universal. Um, However, local claims, local truths can be measured. They can easily be shown to be true or false and they can be measured as true or false. Um, It's either wrong or it's right. But local claims, local concepts are measured by utility rather than truth or false. And utility is measured by trial and error over years and years and years and many different circumstances so yeah it's it's harder to prove a universal thing thing wrong it's very easy to prove a local thing wrong
0: yeah right right i i think i think someone can hold on to a universal belief their entire life and the people around them not realize that that they're wrong about that thing you know um i think it's a lot harder to hold on to a local belief that is incorrect without it getting corrected in one some way or shape or form
1: yeah exactly like cars run i believe cars run on water easy to prove wrong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think uh electric cars are worse for the planet than gasoline cars uh much harder to prove wrong mm-hmm. yeah right I, I don't know whether that's true or not I, i'm not i have no idea but i'm just saying those are uh you know it's, it's gonna take a lot of work to disprove the second one and very little work to disprove the first career examples I keep on wondering if programming is a local or, u- or a universal thing.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of both that are in programming. Well, you mentioned economists.
1: All right. Why do you think an econ- do you think an economist is a fairly um, universal field?
0: I think so. Honestly, I don't understand the role of an economist enough to give lots of to give lots of um, feedback on that one, though.
1: I think it is because economists think a lot about principles and rules. Things that can be applied to many things. They're always talking about, you know, essentially it's like math mixed with psychology almost. And so the things they build are models. They're really good at models, you know, and those are universal things.
0: Right. That's good. That's true. Um, same thing with physics. Pretty much all physics is model building. Um, like you said, research research is typically local. So anyone who's in the research sector of of physics, you know, the physics field would probably be, you could probably consider a local field, but the model builders themselves, you would, you would assume to be universal.
1: But yeah, physicists aren't looking at particles and being like, I'm curious what this particular particle does. Right. Because I care about this particle. It's like, yeah, they look at particles and how they interact and what happens. But the reason they do that is because they're trying to build principles, which are universal. Which is interesting, right? Because we have to look at local things to build universal principles. Like I said, universal things aren't real.
0: It's true. It's true. Without local, there is no purpose for universal.
1: It's like, when have we not abstracted from local to get universal things? Very few things I can think of that are purely universal or like just exist as universal beings or things not derived from local observance.
0: Uh huh. Mm, another field would maybe be
1: mathematicians are fairly universal. Architect architecture is moderately universal.
0: Yeah, I think that can go both ways. Rock
1: climbing is rock climbing is very local, right?
0: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> so basically, all all sports are fairly local things, right?
0: Yeah, and it's not to say that model building isn't useful in sports, but model building is useful in the at the drawing board when you're planning the play a sport, but in the moment, while it might be good to have a model in your mind already, it's not good to be trying to form a model at that moment. It's like going back to your, going back to your example with uh, the rock climber telling you to put your right hand in a specific spot. Um, like that's great that you're trying to figure out the reason why it's good to put it there, but is that moment really the best time to be, sitting back and coming up with a model for something when you are <laughs> hang off the ledge of a mountain, you know, uh, maybe not exactly. Maybe you should save the model building for later. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: precisely. Yeah. That's why I'm not a, uh, pro sport person.
0: That's why, like, that's why there's so many of these, uh, football or soccer coaches that are universal. Uh, you think, Oh, sports, that's the local action. So everyone must be local, but, while many of the players are local and probably more than the average po- population, uh, most of the coaches, at least in soccer that I've seen, are universal. Lots of NTJs as soccer coaches because, again, you know, the coach's job is on you know is while they're playing, but is also off the field when they're planning for their next game. And, you know, I don't know tons about soccer, but I know a lot of strategy goes into it behind the scenes.
1: It's not all just about running fast. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is behavior, right? If you weren't talking to someone, Alex, like, let's say you did, weren't able to have a conversation, but you were able to, like, watch their life. Like, let's say someone gave you, like, a resume of their life. Here's who they married. Here's what they do for a living. Um, here's their hobbies. Uh, and here's, like, all these things, but you couldn't actually talk to the person or hear. You couldn't hear how they think. You couldn't talk to them. But you could see, like, all those external things is there anything there? Do you think that you could infer whether they're locally or universal? Cause that's behavior, right? If you can do that and that's
0: right. I don't know if I'd be able to infer with a high degree of confidence, whether or not they're local or universal type, I would be able to infer whether or not, and we haven't really talked about subtypes much mostly because we, we, we want to talk about it in more detail in a later episode, but I think you, could fairly easily infer if there is a lot of universal or if there is a lot
1: of local. Let's paint a picture, like without dialogue or, or thought process or the way they learn. Uh, so a person who was really into sports growing up became a very good mechanic. Do they have kids or not? I don't know. Probably doesn't matter. Are they married or not? Probably doesn't matter. So I guess if someone who played sports a lot and became a very good mechanic, and I had to guess, I would say local.
0: And, you know, that that would be, like, a nice, clean, clear-cut example. Um, Looking at, like, my own, what resume I would have for myself, uh, like, I don't know, someone who... Just, and I think this would give a good example of why it's not as clean-cut and just easily uh, diagnostical as... Again, as we've maybe... Made it sound. It's like, if you look at my hobbies, most of my hobbies are fairly local hobbies. You know, I like fishing. I like hiking. Um, Aren't
1: most hobbies local? <laughs> yeah.
0: That's the thing. Most that's actions, of most, hobby, if not all like... actions that are taken are going to be local in some way, shape, or form. You know, and l- unless someone told me, oh, they were a phys- physicist their whole life. Uh, something like that, even. like, Okay, they're probably universal, but that's just because... Uh, physics is such a universal field that most if not all locals would probably get filtered out by the time you have a master's in physics you know but that's a pretty extreme example because i don't think most universals are physicists
1: yeah so like if i saw someone grow up growing up they enjoyed what as a universal
0: probably the most universal the most universal pastime i have is like playing rts games but there's plenty of locals that play RTS games, too. So even that's not very good.
1: Those things aren't super universal. I mean, there's, yeah, they're a little universal, for sure. They're just, we, yeah, I mean, it's okay. But the fact is, behavior itself doesn't seem to be affected a large amount. Uh,
0: I think the e- you have the easiest time telling if someone is universal or local is by talking to them and seeing where their thought processes come from if they're chunking up or if they're chunking down when they speak to you and that's like you said before does their mind tend to go in the direction of general principles and less examples less anecdotal examples or is it the opposite do they go from something more general and slowly move in a more specific direction so effect on society uh colby what would happen if everybody in a society was universal?
1: Um, it would fall apart. <laughs> Why? Because most of the things that need to happen to have a successful society are local things. And universal people generally don't like doing local things very much. And so if you don't like doing things, you're probably not going to do it. It would be difficult. We would have less nice things for sure. If all of us were universals, um, we might have a lot of models and concepts, but it just might not get done. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> what do you think? I think that's true. I think that's very true. Um, and I think a universal doing a local job is going to be far worse at that job. So even if you do have enough workers, doing, you know, working on AC units or fixing cars and working on, you know, specific tasks like that, um, I think they're less likely to be good at those tasks. And I think we're less, we're far more likely to have machines that dysfunction because of it.
1: Well, what would happen if it was all locals?
0: Honestly, I think society would be a lot better off (laughs) to be honest, like, in both of these examples, I'm thinking like a society full of the most universal people, most universal of the universal versus a society of like the most local of the local. Um, I still think even then, I'm pretty sure local would be way better off.
1: I think our universe right now is better than either of those universes. But I, I don't know which one would be. I don't know. If I agree. I, I don't know. I'll take your word for it. But I, I certainly think <laughs> having a mix is the best
0: Definitely. Having a mix is definitely the best thing. Uh, I think having only locals, we wouldn't have as many nice things either. I think it'd be for a very different reason, though. I think if it's all universals, we wouldn't have nice things because nothing would happen. And if we had all locals, we wouldn't have nice things because things wouldn't change. And usually, and almost every nice thing we have came from a less nice predecessor
1: and even local things like vacuuming the house that was once technology that was once research that was once science that was once physics like Mm -hmm. every seemingly mundane local thing we have that is a product started because of some concept some universal math or philosophy or a model that was built. You know, we had to figure out how vacuums how vacuums actually worked and, and what air pressure is before we actually built a uh, vacuum cleaner. And that person was probably a fairly universal person because air pressure can exist everywhere in the universe. It's a, it's a fairly universal con- concept because it's just a thing that can't happen. We both provide mm-hmm. a lot for society. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um
0: and going back to like how this relates to intelligence i don't really know a lot about how iq tests work um i do it's know a that there's pattern
1: a, lot. Rec- it's a lot of fast pattern recognition and stuff like that
0: okay and i i know a lot of people have felt that iq tests are not a great indicator of intelligence and I think a lot of the conflict there comes from defining intelligence. I think a lot of people have a hard time thinking of a good dis- definition for intelligence and what it means to be intelligent. Um, but if I'm going to go with like a super basic definition of intelligent uh, and say something like just being able to accomplish your goals more effectively... I think the most intelligent person would be someone who's very local and very universal or who has the ability to think locally and universally because without one or the other, you're going to have a lot of gaps in your understanding of how the world works and how to get things done. Um, I think someone who is very universal and again, it depends on the goals, but would have a lot harder time at accomplishing something than someone who is universal and local and vice versa. And again, it it's hard because like, how do you define intelligence? But if you try to, if you're trying to define intelligence by like how utilitarianly useful you can be, uh, then the most intelligent person would be very high in both. I would expect.
1: I wouldn't necessarily say high in, well, yeah, what it? same thing I would say, just be able to turn it on or off be able to do both. Yeah. Like you Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. that's it's absolutely true.
0: I know in my life I sometimes like it's like I look at things that I have done in retrospect that were was like a local task and I'm just like how could I do something so dumb and what, meanwhile the person next to me was able to do it so easily like I'm trying to think of a specific example right now. I can't, but I know I felt that way.
1: Me me too many times. <laughs>
0: Thank you guys. Uh thank you for listening in. If you like the show or if you want to tell us uh how we did or how we can improve, uh please leave us a review. It helps us, help you, and it's easy to do. Whatever app you're using to listen in, uh you can leave your review right there. Thanks again guys and I'll see you in the next one.